Questions you invited the most aggressive bisexual. I love. Well, no, and I love that about you. So, like, I'm going to ask some questions about that. And also, are you playing Fortnite right now? I don't think I am. Does it say I'm playing Fortnite still? I played last <laughs> night a little bit with London, but I'm not. It's not on, I don't think. Let's just continue my match. I'll be right back, Blizz, to our podcast. I just need to get this this triples in. <laughs> this is the podcast. We just play Fortnite, and you, you can't oh. see what's happening, but you just hear... Our calls. Uh, do you have a safe word? Because that, that'll be your first question before you we know get what's into funny? it. My safe word is literally my spoiler word um, on Twitch. So it's tomato. <gasps> <gasps> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. And today we don't have a daddy, but we do have a bear. As we have a lovely guest, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Tumblr reject who used Twitter and now... Twitch streamer, Blizzbear. Blizz, welcome to the show. Oh, I love that. That was a great introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, You're I have so other scared. stuff. But, oh, well, I mean, I, I have an extended version. Um, from Feral Fridays to arson-filled Ubunians, today's special guest has the bare necessities to keep every stream bearable. Oh, wait, that was also really cute. You're really good at this. I've, I've done this for a bit, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> And in the spirit of just talking to and getting stories from different kinds of content creators, last week we talked to Hannah Witten, and this week we're talking to Blizzbear with even more guests coming, um, gracing the podcast. But first, Blizz, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I just woke up like a couple hours ago, so apologies for the voice, uh, but I do have a cup of tea, and that's that's basically it. Yeah. Today, this is my first thing on my schedule, and it is 2 p.m. Same. And I woke up 30 minutes ago. But that's besides the point. Blizz, um, do you mind just giving everyone kind of your own little elevator speech and how you describe yourself before we kind of get into today's queer podcast? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Blizzbear. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a variety content creator that focuses on creating a safe space for BIPOC and queer individuals. And I am mostly a cozy gamer, but you can catch me on Twitch just chatting or playing Stardew Valley. Those are just my two things. And what would you say is, uh, what, what do you do the most on Twitch? What, what category are you usually in? <laughs> well, according to my analytics, uh, I'm in <laughs> just 33 or 36% of my content is me just talking. <laughs> <laughs> So for those that don't like li like watch Twitch frequently, and I, I assume there might be some people in the podcast space, uh, Twitch offers like a bunch of different ways in which you can tell people what you're doing, whether it's the categories you're in, like queer, demisexual, gay, bi, to the games that you play. And as much as Blizz here does play a number of games, I've seen I've seen games played on occasion. Um, I'm pretty sure you chat the the majority of most of your streams as much as you don't. You don't think that's the case? Um, I think I just, I didn't <laughs> want it to be the case. Uh, but now actually going to my Twitch tracker, um, I'm 40% just chatting. Oh, and no. Yeah, it, it's increased <laughs> since I last checked it. Um, so right huh? now we're, we're in the stage of acceptance of, yes, I do talk a lot. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's, yeah. that's encouraged today, especially. Um, podcasts yeah, are course. actually just audio. As much as people call our YouTube channel a podcast, I still, I, to this day, people, videos are not podcasts, technically, unless they're a video podcast. But I was say, aren't here. there video podcasts? There are, but like people are like, I love your podcast channel on YouTube. And I'm like, no, it's not a podcast. Anyway, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. So, Blizz, do you know what time of year it is? No, what time of year is it? <laughs> Spooky season. Thank, thank you for, thank you for, for living with me. Um, it's autumn, Blizz, which means pumpkins are in the patch. We're all getting our PSLs, not DSLs. The pumpkin spice latte. Do you like a pumpkin spice latte, Blizz? Um, I don't drink coffee, but I love a pumpkin spice tea. Oh, I, oh. We'll talk, we'll talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, today our friends at Manscaped are sponsoring today's episode, making sure that your pumpkins are thoroughly patched. Well, well, making sure that your pumpkins have gotten a little, you know, shape. Have you ever Manscaped, Blizz? Um, no, I haven't Manscaped. Tell me more about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Manscaped is the wonderful, uh, perfect performance package that makes sure that your package or just your hair in general uh, is fully groomed. Like I use my my razor, my Manscaped razor, my lawnmower 4.0. I actually use it on not just downstairs, but upstairs because they have little guards and ceramic blades that don't cut me. So like if that's not enough of a reason to get Manscaped, I don't know what is. But also, uh, Blizz was telling me before the podcast about how <laughs> you actually have some of their 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 ball wipes. Yeah, so I have a ball wipe on my desk right now, and I'm probably going to try it for the first. <laughs> because it's <laughs> funny to have it on my desk right now, <laughs> so I'm probably going <laughs> to try it directly after this, because I've never tried it before, so... <laughs> So uh, look, f- looking forward to your update on that next time we stream together. But if you're looking to get your own ball wipes or just getting your Manscaped Perfect Performance Package 4.0, which includes that lawnmower, weed whacker, uh, which is the nose and uh, ear trimmer. It's perfect. Uh, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, or just the Boxer Breeze, which look very cute, might I add. They're nice little spandexy underwear. I-, I know I know, Blizz likes his spandex. I saw your Spider-Man yes. post today. Wow. <laughs> The call out. No, 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 I follow. I'm a fan. Call out. Positive call out. (laughs) You too can seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, uh, like the crop preserver, or get your own lawnmower with offer code Watts20 at the link down below. Um, And you too can make sure that you are perfectly groomed this autumn fall or whatever season you decide to use that code. It's it's you can literally use it whenever. So get comfy at home in the bedroom whether you got your clothes on or off and check out manscape what do you think blizz check out manscape right now do it <laughs> um but i'm curious blizz how does someone who uh is into aerospace uh defense and security specializing become a twitch streamer how did you become a twitch Ooh, streamer? okay i was like i did my wait. research i did my research you did my- you did research on me. Okay, I love this. I know far too much about um, you now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so before joining Twitch, uh, I did work for the government. I was oh. a contractor for um, BAE Systems, and which is British Aerospace or... Yeah, British Aerospace Engineering. I think that's what it is. If not, then uh, three years... Didn't know where I worked. I it just said <laughs> Bay, and I thought it was cute. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just driving down, you just see Bay Systems, and you're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Um, so I was working there in logistics, and I during my work shift, I used to watch YouTube and also watch some Twitch streams, and started coming across some Twitch streamers, and I was like, oh, this would be really cool if I, you know, started doing this myself. Um, and I also knew a friend who was getting into Twitch streaming and I wanted to, um, you know, ki- kind of come along for the ride. I was like, oh, cool, you're doing this. Let me also try to do this. Um, so I started on my Xbox 360 or Xbox One, not 360. I was about to say 360. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had no camera. I just had a headset with like a microphone. I probably sounded like one of those toxic kids on Call of Duty or something. <laughs> Mom, I'm playing games. I'm playing games right now. Or like the really (laughs) muffled sound of like the McDonald's drive-thru speaker. Like that's exactly how my audio sound. Um, But then I just how you're supposed to sound right now. That's that's how you sound to me. (gasps) Oh no. (laughs) What if what if that was the whole case for this entire podcast? I just didn't tell you. (laughs) Honestly, I've had worse podcasts where I didn't hear the echo, but the other person did, and it was recording my echo. Anyway, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I got to a point where I realized that I wasn't necessarily happy with the job space that I was in and I was happier doing like creating content and becoming a full time content creator. Uh, Plus, my job was just toxic. (laughs) I really felt like I could utilize my uh, bachelor's of science in biochemistry in Twitch streaming, which is also why I talk a lot. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to connect the dots here on yeah. Yeah, you you understand. No, no, totally, totally. It was a perfect it was a perfect, you know, reaction, chemical reaction. Yeah. You move from uh engineering into Twitch streaming. That's that's the ultimate progression from getting your college degree. I mean, I was in security related things too before I started doing Twitch as well. Most people don't know that, but like I used to do like internet security related things. So I get it. I get it. There's overlap. 
Yeah, for, for you, for you, there's overlap. But how would I do a biology stream or a biochemistry stream? Honestly, I would watch, I could watch you talk about anything and try to BS your way out of it because you're very good at that. And I mean that in a compliment. I'm good at BSing. <laughs> and I know this. I can survive. I, t- I mean, I took my community to the zoo that one time and I was like, this is probably the closest thing I've ever used my college degree for on a Twitch stream. I'm telling you, Blizz, you just need to do like a PowerPoint stream. Just have people PowerPoint make random stream. Power stream. Yeah, PowerPoints. And you just have to explain them even if you have no idea. But like... Anyway, I'm curious who, okay, so you watch YouTube, like mm-hmm. at my old gaming jobs, the, the reason I got to YouTube is because I watched like, do you remember Grace Helbig, Mary yes. Hart, the, yes. the Holy Trinity of YouTube? Like those were my inspirations. Who who were you watching? Whether it was on Twitch or YouTube, like who inspired you? Um, I was kind of late to the game for this, but Jenna Marbles was someone who inspired me. Jenna Marbles was my morning serotonin when I was at work, and I loved it. Um, I also used to watch uh, Rooster Teeth, Achievement Hunter, Funhouse, um, which recently was a guest on Achievement Hunter, which was super awesome. I, I saw. Congratulations. How did that feel? Like, full circle? I. It's, like, it's so interesting because you're you're watching these people, like, two years ago, three years ago, and you're like, oh, this is so awesome. And you never thought that you would be able to play a game with them and go in studio and just chill with them for a little bit. It was like, it was a, it was a weird dream that happened in reality. Um, but I used to just watch them and I'm trying to think of anyone else that I used to watch in, on YouTube. My YouTube interests now have been completely skewed because right now I'm just watching a lot of crime and cult documentaries. On Twitch. Yeah. Like you have crime. Was it Tuesdays, right? Yeah. Crime, crime Tuesdays. Um, but like most of the stuff that I look at like on YouTube or on Twitch are either crime streamers or crime videos because I'm it's October, you know, you gotta learn about murder. Yeah. That's that's what October is. It's not Halloween anymore. It's just you learn murder. Well, I can't wait for your IRL like ghost hunting Twitch stream then, right? When's that happening, huh? I uh. I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little uh, scared about that because I, I feel like I'm very sensitive and ghosts would know that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would get vibe checked by a ghost automatically and the ghost would be like, yeah, we're going after that one over there. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, but I, well, I stop, try it Stop being so approachable. <laughs> yeah, let me just stop. Let me just stop being approachable. Um, ghosts, get get away from me. You can't hang out with me. I'm so sorry. You seem cool, but your vibes are off. <laughs> well, they'd end up ghosting you, probably. I had so much fun on this podcast. Thank you so much for <laughs> inviting me. This is such such a treat. Um, I hope to never do this again. Well, something you do do a lot, though. Um, as a Stardew Valley game, like, main, I would say that that's kind of your, your vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a hot take that I need you to kind of weigh in on. Oh, God. Um, okay. Be- because every time that you play Stardew, you, you always say, you know, it's such a chill game. It's a cozy vibe. Um, I, I would like to challenge you, though. If you have to date five different people and make sure that they're all happy and give them gifts that are perfect just for them, while also overthrowing an evil corporation, with, which is within the town of the game, how is that a cozy game? Because you don't have to. That's <laughs> oh, the thing. That's the, fun, <laughs> that's the fun with Stardew. You don't have to care. And I, that's what I tell people. Um, because you can play Stardew however you want to. There's multiple ways of going at it. Uh, but when people come in, they're like, yeah, I just get so stressed out having to do everything. And I just turn to them and I'm like, but what if you did nothing? What if you just focused on yourself the entirety of the game? You're such a You'll get a wife or... <laughs> You'll 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 get a wife or a husband or a partner eventually. Take your time. You don't Me. age in this world. <laughs> Me all, at all times. You'll get a wife or a husband or a partner eventually. Eventually, it's okay. But it's a it's. I mean, it's a fun game. It's a cozy game for me because it's also my just chatting game. I'll be honest with you because I could stop and have a full fledged conversation and then continue playing, and no one will complain because Stardew's on the screen. You you're <laughs> lucky you can't like co co-play games like you can't have like a just chatting and stardew because then you're 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 just chatting rating i would be the king of that category (laughs) (laughs) 
I'd be the king of that category. I'd win. <laughs> but you can't win it. Can you win Stardew? As someone who's never played Stardew fully. You you can actually speed run Stardew. Well, you, there's like okay. things that you technically can have set as goals. And like if you achieve these goals, you're technically winning. Okay. I'm finding loopholes in this. This is me. This is me BSing <laughs> my way through an answer. Right now. Someone give me on Big Brother. I'm ready. <laughs> I would. I'd watch it or the Circle. I'm sure. I'm sure would, you and others have applied though. I yeah, I've applied for the Circle, oh. but this was before Twitch. I'd be interested uh, in applying now. Okay. To see what would happen. I don't know. I would watch that. Um, but I am curious also, like, as we talk about video games, like, as an ex-game designer, like, that was my job for, like, 10 years. So I love I love video games, but I actually stopped playing them when I was in the industry just because it's, it's like, you don't want to burn yourself out on your actual job, if that makes sense, you know? But yeah. before that, like, I was, a, I was a huge gamer. Like, there were tons of games that kind of inspired me, made me who I was, kind of allowed me the ability to be queer, whether I knew it or not. Um, what kind of games growing up, especially as someone who grew up in like a religious household, as I also did, like what games kind of saved you or, you know, helped you just stay sane within the religion? Well, <laughs> I, so I guess kind of growing up, I would consider myself a gamer. I was like a, a, a champ, not a champion. I was a competitor for like, Super Smash Brothers and uh, Mario Kart. And yeah, like this was like when I was like 15, 16 though. I used to like compete. So I'm I'm a serious gamer. What can I say? I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Who was your main <laughs> no in, one in knows. Super Smash? Who was your main? Uh, Mr. Mr. Game & Watch. Oh, oh, you're one of them. I'm dirty. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Flipping that bacon. Uh-huh. Very dirty. Um, but I... I had kind of a lot of games that I would play to just kind of, I don't want to say like numb, but to numb. Um, Super Smash Brothers being one of them. I used to play a lot of Halo with a lot of friends. I used to try to make friends through Xbox 360 growing up, and those are the most toxic kids, so I wouldn't recommend doing that at oh. all. Oh, no. But but I made some. I made some really cool friends. And people in my school also played Xbox. So that was a kind of cool way of like, hey, add me on Xbox. We can try to be friends. It never really worked out completely. But it's okay. We're making friends We're now, fine. right? We're fine. <laughs> but I guess the first time I kind of felt safe in a game was Stardew Valley. Because I had the opportunity of, you know, dating whoever I wanted to date. And I didn't really see that in many um games and i wasn't i wasn't a sims kid which you could do in sims but i was i wasn't in that like part of the world yet um so stardew valley ended up being one of my favorite games and then i also am a huge horror person and sorry, sorry i'm pronouncing say that again it's sorry, ho- I, so <laughs> that's that's what i have to apologize for horror <laughs> horror person in high school we did little shop of horrors and like i tried to <laughs> sorry i always had to um like really over pronounce yeah. <laughs> yeah over pronounce like, little house of horrors um nailed it but i kind of needed a game that was like a little spoop for me so i used to play friday the 13th and like i'm a, a huge fan of friday the 13th I'm just like, oh. cool, something something spoopy and also trying to survive a killer. This was also before I knew Dead by Daylight existed. So um, my college a time career. before Dead by Daylight? Mm-hmm. There was a time before Dead by Daylight, and I didn't know about it. Uh, and it was called Friday the 13th, which is still a fun game, and I, I, I adore it a lot. But there's still some times where I don't necessarily see representation in the gaming industry, like for myself. Um also in media, like just in general, there's not a lot of representation that I see for myself um, in just everything that we watch or everything that we do. But I'm hoping one day, one day, there will be some source of media or some source of like game that will 100% depict my life or I'll relate mm-hmm. with the character like immediately. Honestly, I relate with that so much. Like growing up, video I mean video games and all of that, like Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts were always like my feel good things to do at home by myself. I didn't have kids that I played games with and I certainly didn't go online cuz like 
Halo to me was like toxic, you know, so I never played it. <laughs> yeah, I was a toxic kid. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, not just a kid. Um, and so when I first, I remember distinctly like, do you know Persona, the Shin Megami Tensei series? Mm-hmm. So like Persona 4, I think was the first time I saw a video game character that I like related with. Um, there's a character in that game called Kanji, uh, who is like this closeted gay kid that's really creative and loves like making costumes and sewing. And that was like me as a child. Like I would stay up to like 2 a.m. making costumes for anime conventions by myself. Oh my but, like, God. I just, I loved that character so much and eventually cosplayed as him and like bleached my hair. It was an, it was a moment, but like, who, where, <laughs> we're, no, we're, we're glassing over that. No, no follow-up questions. Um, what was kind of the first time you saw yourself in a game? If, if you had. Um, I gotta kind of go through my library. I feel like, uh, okay. Cause that's, that's a very hard question. I don't necessarily think I see myself in a game still because that's I feel like fair. if you asked me that question, I didn't have an immediate response. Then I didn't the find there isn't one. Yeah. And, and I mean, it used to be like, I remember like mass effects were kind of like the first times you saw like quote unquote gay characters. But even then it was like, it was a choice. It wasn't something hardwired into the game. It wasn't written in there. And we're so used to seeing like gay characters are very villainized in video game history. You know, you look at like the final fantasy queer characters back in the day that were always the evil people or they had some sort of psychological trauma in like a metal gear sort of way. Um, yeah. So I, that, that's a fair, that's a fair statement. Or in Disney, where every villain oh. is queer code. You're telling me a queer oh, yeah. code at this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if there was a queer code, like, or someone that was queer coded that you related with, I could understand that. Ursula, I mean, I think we all related. Oh, my God. I love regard. Hades. Hades is just, oh. a, I love Hades so much. <laughs> You're talking about the game, right? No, talking about the Disney villain, but also the game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> both, both apply here. That's true. That's true. That kind of has some queer coding to it, but again, more of a choice than than say a. No, I think no. Hades is pretty good about the queer the queerness. I feel like Hades is pretty good with it. it you could still argue though; it is like a there is a choice. Mm-hmm. There is a choice there, um, but it's just I don't know. It, it's a fun game. I there's a bunch of games that I play on like my off time, and like that's one of them because I don't streaming games are different to me than playable games like not playable yeah. games but like off stream games like i'm playing valorant oh. <laughs> a valorant game yeah i amp i'm telling you i'm a gamer i'm a gamer no, i i believe you as much as you don't play <laughs> games on twitch i believe you <laughs> i mean I'm, apparently I'm, i am too we started this call and you're like are you playing fortnite and i'm like no and it's like it says you're playing fortnite and i'm like no <laughs> It still says you're playing Fortnite. And I, was I like, know. Oh, so cool. Well, I can't update my my Discord to be like streaming a podcast with Blizz. Um, <laughs> but actually, that leads me to my next question, um, which is like streaming. I know how hard it is to stream, but also play a game, whether it's competitive or whether it's Stardew. Like, how do you how do you balance that? And like, how do you keep not only yourself safe and like protect your energy, but also create this very loving, very chaotic community because your community is as, and I'm using your words here, feral um, and bratty. And um, uh, I can't think of any other words that come to mind, but how do you, no, how do you, how do you, how do you make that happen? <laughs> I own an army of brats. I think that's pretty powerful. <laughs> um, I ask them to do something and they don't do it. It's cool. <laughs> but, but if you ask them not to do something, they are over enthusiastic about making sure it is about, done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I own a very dangerous army. But um, something that I found, two things that I found to be very helpful in my streaming career or content creation career is one, uh, transparency, being very transparent with my community. I am a human being at the end of the day. So like my energy levels aren't going to be 100%, 100% of the time. Oh my God, that's so exhausting just thinking about that. Uh-huh. Um I can't be I can't be 100% 100% of the time and that's just life and that's okay um but it's really nice to kind of walk into a community and be like hey y'all I'm kind of like at 80% of like my spoons or energy level or bones today um and I 
like, I just want to be honest with you. And everyone's like, oh, no, we 100% get it. Like, honestly, let's have fun. Let's vibe. And most of the time, they're able to, like, push my energy level up to, like, 100 or 110. And I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Um, a second thing is uh, boundaries. Setting boundaries for yourself. Uh, if you're not comfortable discussing things or doing things on stream, don't do it. Yeah. Literally, you people respect you so more so much more for um like putting your foot down about your boundaries at the end of the day. Um I'm trying to think of like a situation of like maybe someone coming into stream and being like, hey, do this thing or um being overly uh flirtatious with you when you don't know them or anything like that. Um yeah. You could be like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with that, so please stop. And if they don't respect that boundary, then you can get out. Your energy, your boundaries are more important than a view at the end of the day or a click or anything like that. So make sure that you're protecting both of those things because, I mean, it's very helpful, especially in the uh, job field that we're in right now. Well, yeah, well, and actually, especially, and we don't have to go into it if, if that causes some discomfort, but like, especially lately, like Twitch is... And I, I, I say this about every platform. Every platform has its pitfalls. Every platform has its toxicity yeah. and problems. But like recently, Twitch has had and is slowly trying to figure out how to how to solve that, uh, the hate raid problem. And I, I know that as far as like intersectionality goes, like I'm a queer but cis white person. So like my my struggles are nowhere near as, as hard as someone who is queer or a person of color or is trying to just exist in a space that is predominantly uh, white men at the top. How yeah. how how is navigating that? And were I hmm, I would love your take on that, or just how difficult it was, and just kind of explain how because you're killing it, Liz. I don't know if you know that, but like I don't. That's the person. funny thing. And I just need to take a second to 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 tell everyone to go follow you now because like. No matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of day it is, like, I know if I see you online, you're doing something chaotic that's also fun, but you're also at the same time, like, fighting against a bunch of people that don't want you to succeed just because of who you are. And I hate that for you specifically, but also for the entire community. Like, how was the the hate raid situation for you? So that's, you said something that I felt like no one has ever told me before, where it's like, hey you're doing really good and i know for a fact that people are hating you for it and i'm like yeah because uh, most of the time it's like hey you're doing really good and i'm proud of you but it's like hey you're doing really good and i know for a fact you know um but the hate rate situation was it's still a thing it is still a thing um because yeah. i currently i was on a uh, game show yesterday and the host actually got hate rated um and like follow botted with all these negative messages and stuff. So like that was a not a fun time, but it was a little bit scary because it felt like um we were being pushed off of a platform for no reason, for literally just existing. And it kind of sucks because this was the platform that I put my heart and soul into, and I wish that the people who were causing so much harm could see it. But at the end of the day, I don't need you to see the work that I'm doing, or you don't, I, I'm not going to give you access to me because you're not respecting anything that I am creating or anything that I am doing. Um, but it was just very, it was just very like scary, but. I'm trying to wear this in a in a correct way. Yeah. Um, it was it was very scary, but through this process, I felt like a lot of marginalized creators um, started getting the resources that they needed from other creators as well. Like it, it was felt more of like a community of hey, we're gonna make sure that all of us are good at the end of the day because right now Twitch isn't protecting us, so we're gonna protect ourselves. And we're going to make sure that you're also protecting yourselves and like we have a community here. There were a lot of creators um, who were coming out with <clears throat> videos that were very helpful on how to protect your communities and everything like that. I remember like Cleopatra Jones did something, Julian Cito did, did something about that. And these were very helpful. These were very resourceful and made the world a little bit less scary in the moment. Now it's still happening and I feel like we know how to target these situations now. Uh, but it's still, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it's very frightening because people are still getting doxxed. They're still getting, um, they're just basically still getting attacked online just for 
I don't know, being queer, being black or being like, just exist, just breathing basically. And like, yeah. How how dare you exist? That is my air. There's not an air in this world. That's my air. How dare you? Uh, but it's very weird sometimes seeing that the top creators, because I, I know that was a question earlier, the top mm-hmm. creators just being like majority white or white passing um, and cishat <laughs> and just straight. It's, it's, it's a little weird because I remember coming onto Twitch. The main reason for me coming onto Twitch was I went to find other people who look like me. And also I didn't see people who look like me when logging on there because you, they always tend to highlight uh, people who are white. And I'm like, okay, I know there are black creators out there. I know for a fact, like I've seen people on YouTube videos streaming. So I know that they exist, but like, where are they? And why isn't Twitch uplifting them? And why isn't Twitch uplifting them in months that aren't dedicated to them? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. So like, I would love to see more uh, queer people when it's not June. I would love to see more, <clears throat> I would love to see more black people streaming when it's not February. Like it, it that's, that's what I need. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, as far as Twitch goes, like, I think that Twitch has done a much better job trying to show diversity than, say, other platforms like a YouTube. Um, yeah. There's still so much work to do. But the fact that a Twitch... And, and this is this is kind of my talk whenever like someone's like, oh, we all have to move to YouTube now. I'm like, no. like Twitch has its problems, but they're trying, I think, personally. They could do better, always. But yeah. like, on YouTube, for years, they, they would only highlight gay people during Pride Month. And then, at the same time, with literally restrict anyone who tagged something trans or LGBT or gay or bi. And it was like, there, there's clear proof that this is happening and the platform doesn't care. And the platform is just focusing on movie stars. Like, I, I think it's so important that we are visible, but at the same time, we have to protect our, like our, protect our energies. Like you said, like it's a reason I moved to Twitch pro- predominantly was like, I still love making YouTube stuff, but there's, there's not a space for, people like me on that platform that are gay and queer and talking about sex in a, in a way that I wish I had it at my age coming out. Like, and that's frustrating. So like I get that to a degree, but I can't, I can't imagine like the stress and the pressure that puts on you, on, on your team, on your mods, on your, your, your Twitch family. Like I can't, I can't. It's like, yeah, it's very, it's very, it was very stressful. And I think my mods handled it uh, very well. My mods are very cutthroat. They, your mods are smart though too. One of your mods started so like smart. an entire like programming list on GitHub. Like, oh yeah, uh, Hackable. I love Hackable. Yeah, um, what a doll. Okay. <laughs> literally, my mods they are very cutthroat. And I I saw a tweet earlier today. I think Chris Lawrence uh, tweeted it, being like, "If my mods ban you, that's none of my business. That's oh, on I saw them. That. I just <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> I'm like that's me. I'm just like, here. I just work here. Look, my mods ban you. That's on. <laughs> I just work here. Like, they, they. That's their business, not mine. Um, Honestly, mods know more about about a community than the streamer. Every time, one hundred percent. Every time, one hundred percent. I'll check the mod chat and just be like, "What are y'all talking about in here?" Hmm, okay, cool. And they're like, Mm-mm, "We're banning this person." And I'm like, "Okay, all right." Um, but they they also like. They also understand where I'm coming from and like what I'm doing. And a lot of the times I talk about like setting boundaries, protecting energy and stuff like that. And they're, they are 100% about respecting boundaries. And they're like, uh-uh, if you're coming into my chat, you better say something positive. You better say hello. Um, do not start off with a flirt of any kind. Do not start off with anything like um, objectifying the streamer or anything like that. We don't do that get to know the person first like i'm okay if someone's like hi you're you're hot and i'm like oh my god thank you so much but if you're coming in and i i I don't want to say what like the most recent one was but if you're coming in saying something like that and being like completely just kind of disrespectful to to the streamer whatsoever Mm -hmm. um my mods will not have that and they don't really give second chances Oh, and you guys are known for, I mean, you have merch that's literally, I've been banned by Blizzbear, I'm pretty sure. Like, mm-hmm. you are you are known for banning, whether whether in a joking way or in a serious way. And 
Like that's your space. That I I always find it odd when someone like comes in and like I appreciate when someone supports the channel and the stream and like they tip it or something. But then like to turn around and I, I remember a recent one someone gave like a good number of bits and then we're like, can I play with you? I see you're playing a game with other people. Let me play. And I'm like, um, that's not how that works. And I appreciate that. And we'll have a community day soon. You're more than welcome. And they were just like, well, I want my money back. And I'm like, I'm sorry, person. That is that is not how. An online space works like yes we <laughs> put ourselves back. out Con there but contact twitch not. support or something yeah that's right. not me that yeah my twitch support <laughs> but yeah it's i don't know twitch has been a twitch has been a very like the people of twitch have been very comforting um the platform itself i still think needs work yeah but i'm very happy to have run into the individuals I have run into. I mean, like, we've met through Twitch, so I'm just like, you know, that's a positive, right? It is. I, and I actually have a, a story that leads into a question, but I want to. I want you to finish your statement. <laughs> oh, I think that that's, that's the end of my statement, but I was like, we've met, and it's been positive. I, is there a question mark at the end of that sentence? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you're not sure if, if it's a good positive or if you're We're like where dreading every quest. Okay. <laughs> you, you invited me to this podcast and I was like, oh, okay, this is great. I, um, I did. Because I love your energy and I think we always have chaotic conversations that are also enlightening, whether it's on game or off games. Um, that said, um, I adore the Twitch recommendations and communities because that's how I found people like Dro and Losing Color and you. And I always love the first engagement whenever you kind of pop into a stream and you, you say hello. So like on Twitch, for those listening that aren't super familiar with Twitch, like you have little icons and whatnot next to your usernames. And if you're a, a partner or if you like subscribe to someone, it shows that you support that person in chat. So I remember one of the first times I popped into Blizz's chat because you were vibing. And I think we, I had raided in with like maybe a London or a, a Dro or even a granny. And those are all usernames. I'm not just saying random words. Um, and I popped in there, and you were playing your song for, oh, for shrimping. You had oh, what song is it? Oh, it's the um, shrimping for the longest time. It's the um, yes. who just who's the artist for? It's not Bob for Dylan. For the it. longest time, oh, that song, right? Oh, it's Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, for go. the longest time. So you're very creative, and so you like you mixed up your own little terms for it, and you were like. Instead of simping, which you're not allowed to say on Twitch, you said shrimping. And I think one of my first comments was like, Blizz, I don't know that you know what that word means. <laughs> and you live on stream were like, wait, what's shrimping? What? Wait, what's shrimping? And I had to look it up. And then I looked it up <laughs> on stream. And I was like, oh. Okay. Well, it's too late. I already recorded this song. <laughs> And so for those listening, uh, shrimping is a foot, like foot fetish related term. It means that you really enjoy sucking on toes because toes kind of look like shrimp sometimes. And um, you found that out live on twitch.tv slash blizzbear. Um, and it was really cute and funny. And I felt bad after the fact. So I apologize. <laughs> no, don't. Because, well, you know, like how on, on my stream, I have something called feet points, which is my channel points. Um, so it kind of came full circle when you brought that up, uh, because I made a joke my first week of streaming about this website called WikiFeet, and I was like, oh, this is so funny. Like, WikiFeet is so funny. I don't know how people get on there, but I know I've made it when I'm on there. Yes. Yep. I'm famous on WikiFeet. <laughs> Good job, Blizz. And, you know, I think we've done videos on foot stuff and i don't think we're on wiki feet so you've made it and we have it oh um, no no i haven't made it yet Give, oh yeah oh okay. when i make it there when i make it there you know that's when i'm famous listeners if you're listening please go make a, a profile for please <laughs> but that leads me to my question um which this is a kink podcast and while we cover a lot of fun queer topics as well um i'm i'm curious and you can you can say no you can say whatever you want, but I'm curious, Blizz, if you are kinky, because for one of the most wholesome chats with an H, not a WH, you guys talk about some kinky topics almost every time I'm there. Do are we? you a kinkster? Yeah, that's true. Are you a kinkster? That is true. 
You can come out. I don't, I don't, <laughs> you can come out if you want to. Here's the thing. I don't know because I'm kind of uh, late to the game. Now that I kind of, not late to the game, but I'm moving at my own pace. Um, kind of growing up in a religious household and stuff like that. Some of the kinks, like a couple years ago, if you were to ask me like about some of the kinks, I'd have been like, oh my God, ill, gross or anything like that. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, I understand why people like this kink. Although I might not be interested in it, I like I respect it so much. Like, hey, you're not hurting anyone and you're having fun. So like go you at the end of the day. Um, but before it was just the religious trauma wanting to shame everyone and be like, that's a sin, you're sinning. Um, and it's also probably internalized homophobia or something like that. So we've grown. <laughs> we've grown. Aww. But um, I'm still kind of like figuring out like kinks that I enjoy, I guess. Sure. Um, I t- I took a BDSM quiz the other day, and was it the one? Was it the one that looked like it was made in the '90s, with like neon colors, but a black background? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I've taken that one. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. It, it it starts good conversations. And what did yeah. you find out? What did you find out? So I was meeting a a Twitch streamer for the first time, and we got like ramen, and they were like, "Oh, you should fill this test out," and I was like. This is so weird for like a first time meeting each other, but I find this to be hilarious. So I will do it. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my top three were. What do you think my top three were, actually? Uh, brat, um, like a, a Dom sub relationship. I forget exactly what they were. And then I'm just going to say bondage because I think everyone's into or wants to try bondage at least once. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I think, I think you're only labeling me as a brat because <laughs> of my community. Now, if we think about it, my community is full of brats. Well, brat tamer right? then. Brat tamer. There we go. So brat okay. tamer is one of them. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Um, But my other, like, well, four, you kind of got one of them. Like I, I wrote bunny. Yeah, sorry. I when I say bondage or brat, I'm talking about one of the sides there. I, I, I honestly, I don't know how dominant you are just yet because I've never met you in person. But people who have met me in person um, have said that I am not a brat or I don't give off the submissive and breedable vibes that they think. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so rope bunny, I could see that. Brat uh, tamer, I could see that. And then the other two are voyeur and exhibitionist. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you do like being watched. Twitch.tv slash Blizzard. <laughs> that wow, that that was a, that was a stretch, but that makes sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I. That's something that I'm like. I don't know. I don't know. It it makes sense to me in my head, but I would I would probably explore it with my partner and see like what's up. With that, yeah. maybe. Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, that's you to say. And I like that you're like, <laughs> I'm late to the game. Wait, no, I just haven't like explored that yet. I think that that is so valid. I know so many people in their like mid-40s who are friends here in San Francisco that are like just getting tied up for the first time. And they think that they've failed in some some way. But like you and your journey is your journey. Like I didn't, I didn't know I was gay as a kid. But like as I slowly got more comfortable with myself... Like, I realized that, you know, there weren't safe... Re- like, that's why we started What's a Safe Word was, like, I was yeah. doing sex stuff that was not safe whatsoever because I didn't have any, any like, references, resources, or people that I looked up to that I was like, I want to be like that person who is sex positive, who does their stuff safely, you know, who's fun and approachable and maybe submissive and readable too. Who knows? But... Yeah, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> But that does actually, Blizz, I need to ask, because I'm not the only one that had this question. Some people on the social media were also like, so if Blizz isn't kinky, and and you might be, you you might be exploring still, why why is he wearing a collar? Hmm? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, because this is so funny to me, and it happens multiple times. Like, um, So I went to a haunted house recently. Story time. I went to a haunted house recently, and you know how they have like the people who dress up and they're like being creepy around the park and stuff like that. Yeah. One of them like is in line and like scaring people, and then they turn to me and they're like, "Oh, are you owned?" And I was like, "Huh?" <gasps> and they're like, "Are you a pup?" I was like, "Huh?" 
and like Lori turns around and they're like wait bliss and i was like oh <laughs> no so i most of the time i just like wearing chains because it, it puts me in this like alt type of punk fashion oh style. totally and totally it, i get and it. it and it 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 it's funny that there's kind of an overlay between like you know kind of the alt style and like pu pup life i guess so <laughs> I'm just kind of alt, and I like the chain, so most of the time people will come in. That's happened in my chat, too, where people will come in and be like, wait, are you a pup? And I'm like, no, I just really like this chain, and it's a really nice chain. Liz, I just need yeah. you to know, first of all, I love that about you. Second of all, Kingster is totally punk, like the overlap there. Third of all, though, your chat, your community is very pup, is very furry, is very kink adjacent, is very sex positive. And I just need you to know that. I, that's all. I just, I just, yeah, I, no, my yeah, community, yeah. <laughs> my community is like just full of everyone. Like my mods, my mods are furries, pups. Like I like, it's very interesting because I knew nothing about like um, the pup community, and I'm still learning about the pup community. I knew nothing about the furry community. Also, something I'm still learning about. Um, but it's kind of nice to have people who are helping me learn and educate like myself because i mean even though you're a part of a community doesn't mean you're done learning about the community oh absolutely um, oh 100 but like some people just don't know about that um and like I, every day i'm learning something new about like terms or like neo pronouns or anything like that and i'm like cool this is just a fun thing i'm a researcher at the end of the day so i love just looking up things and going down a deep dive and being like this is fun i am enjoying this um but it's it's been really nice just learning a lot about like the pup community, furries, just the kink community in general, the kink community in general. And very, I'm very thankful for your videos as well because it, it has sparked conversations and I'm very happy to have these conversations. I feel more comfortable having these conversations um, and feeling comfortable like even being told, hey, you're wrong about this um, and I wanna talk about this. I, I'm fine with that. Oh, I love, so, I love that. I'm very, I'm very thankful that for your videos and like for the platform that you have, I do wish I had it when I was 16 for some odd reason, because 16 year old me, it was a, the little depressed religious bean. Oh, same. Um, <laughs> same. Religious bean. So, so some sort of guidance. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's, that's, thank you, first off. And like, that's why we do it. And that's why I fight so yeah. hard to like make our stuff fucking accessible. Like me talking about a condom or talking about different types of lube for whatever reason should not be adult content. Teens and, and like people, once they become sexually active, are going to do dangerous shit if they don't have accessible resources. You know, like my yeah. sex education was putting a condom on a banana. And even to this day, sometimes I forget to pinch the tip, like because that's yeah. a thing that you don't think of, you know, but I think it's funny um how some of my mutuals are currently living in an overlap because <laughs> you'll see me interacting <laughs> with you and they're like wait blizz amp what's going on here and i'm like okay it, it's so funny like if i ever if someone ever disrespects me i know for a fact i know the communities that will fight for me um mm -hmm. and the only fans community will fight for me for sure because oh. i have done nothing but uplift them up <laughs> i'm 100 uh, percent. but um okay so blizz i do want to uh we're not we're not done yet but we're coming near the tail end um you're getting and rid of me i'm oh i would never i would never oh i i will i will say that i you know like i gotta uh, see you later but i would never get rid of you um uh, but i would be i would be so uh distraught and heartbroken if i didn't talk about your aggressive bisexuality before we went oh truth yeah, because you are you are one of the most visible bisexuals I think that I follow. Um and you are always giving people those like positive reinforcements like you are so hot. I think even when I posted about like questions, there was someone named Blizzbear in the the thread that was like, "Why is Blizz so hot?" Yeah, and why I was is like, Blizz so hot?" You know, I, I I don't know. I was like, "Yes, they're hot. Do we need to keep asking?" You know what? Yes, because giving people that positive reinforcement and telling them they're hot is a good thing. But like, who gave you the right, Blizz? Who gave you the right to who be gave so hot? You the right. Um, yeah, I kind of put myself as an aggressive bisexual. Uh, 
because because of literally everywhere on my platform i'm like hey did you know i'm bisexual as i'm wearing a a bisexual t-shirt and the bi flag is right behind <laughs> me and i keep saying the word bisexual 17 times um but i kind of came from a household that was very oppressive to my sexuality because if i've ever talked about being bisexual which i have with my parents they would completely dismiss it and so it didn't i didn't necessarily feel valid in my own household which sucks because like your house is supposed to be like your safe space or something like that but like coming home and like being felt like you couldn't be yourself was very just oppressive to my own identity and i'm like okay and now moving out into my new apartment like well, I feel like it's new. Yeah, it's new. My new apartment. Um, I feel more comfortable being myself. And this has just been a whole journey for me. So most of the time when I tweet things, that's like, hey, by the way, you're valid. Or, hey, like, if you're in a hetero-presenting relationship, but you identify as bisexual, that is still valid. You are a valid bisexual. Um, that is important for other people, but also it's kind of a, a reminder to myself that I am valid as well. So like my right. tweets go to me, but also to everyone else, which is really nice. Cause sometimes I need those affirmations. So I'll put it out there first, just for me to also see it like being returned or um, I have my notifications on, which I probably shouldn't sometimes. But when people like the tweet, that's like, hey, you're valid. What I see on my phone is, hey, you're valid. So I'm constantly reading that. So my mind oh. is like, hey, yeah, it's like a, it's a fun little like scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Not the pyramid fun scheme, be a tweet. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I'm really big on affirmations and like one of my, one of my forms of like love, I guess, is words of affirmations. It's also gifts, oh, but yeah, words yeah, yeah. of affirmations. Um, and I'm really big about like, you know, kind of putting that type of energy out there plus if you put positive energy out you're gonna get positive energy in return yeah so you know maybe if it hasn't come yet maybe positive energy will <laughs> return my way but yeah if anyone in listening right now who is questioning if they're like bisexual or queer or you know whatever sexual identity um you identify as you are you are if you say you are you determine you determine your own role in your life your own identities you're the main character of your life i like to say um and yeah it's a it's a it's a journey you also might identify as bisexual now and then 20 years later you might identify as something else and that's a-okay and that's completely valid as well agree yeah i mean like so i know that my journey like i'm i'm gay i'm i'm a gay demi guy like i know that for a fact and i'm still but to this day like still figuring out what that even means because sex and emotions and like attraction are all such an odd fluctuating sort of thing. Yeah. But like when I was first being queer in high school, I did kind of think about the term bi. Like I, I thought about that, but I don't think honestly, because it was like, that's who I was. I think honestly that was because I was like, maybe that's more approachable to the household that I live in, which is very much like no gay gay is not okay. And I know that a lot of bi people get a bad like rep or, or just like bad feelings because people do that. And first of all, I just want to apologize for any gays that are using bi because they think it's less aggressive or less uh, like inappropriate. But yeah. I, what do you have? Like, do you have anything to say to people that think that like being bi is a phase? Cause I, to this day, like I feel so bad when I see that people have this negative connotation with being bi. They think people are being greedy or they think that they're just not able to choose. And I just want to say that, like bi people are valid, but I would love your take or just your like, what what do you have to say to people like that? Um, if bisexuality is a phase, this has been the longest phase of my life. Um, <laughs> help, no. Uh, if, if you think bisexuality is a phase, then I honestly think you should just go educate yourself. There are people who are bisexual we exist i i think it's funny that the bisexual community was like dang y'all don't want us to exist so bad we're gonna make it a meme we're gonna just make jokes out <laughs> of this like hey we're invisible gonna commit crimes now or something like that but like yeah we exist we were out there our voices are completely valid in queer spaces so make sure you have the the room for us because we will be there so i don't know yeah. plus also if it's 
I, I have a shirt that's like not a phase and it's a it's a picture of a moon, but the moon is a bi flag and I'm like so bi's are connected with the moon now. So like the bisexual the moon is bisexual. Oh my god, Blizz stop getting more powerful by the second please. Yep. Mm -hmm. The bi's are stop. gaining power every day. <laughs> and it's it's our time is coming and we're gonna take over and the world will be our we we have the moon. Next is Earth. Think about it. Then the sun. Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, not to to give you more power than, but like when you heard the when you heard or found out that bisexual like was a term or like it was a thing, like how did that make you feel? Like, what what were your thoughts? Was it like an aha moment or kind of? Um, the so the first like queer experience I ever had was like tenth grade in high school when I uh, kissed the lead actor of oh. Little Shop of Horrors. Um, sorry, it's I can't say it. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Little shop of whores. Um, and I didn't really identify as anything. Like I was just like, oh, I'm. It's Blizz being Blizz. Um, but when I got to college, I started understanding that there was a term called bisexuality, and I felt most comfortable being there. And like even to this day, like I feel most comfortable being a part of that label. And I I do enjoy how the definition of bisexuality changed because I feel like it's more inclusive to how I feel. Um, which if you didn't know before, bisexuality was uh, attraction to men and women. And now it's um, attraction to your your sex and then any sex or gender outside of your sex. So it's kind of two groups that you have here where it's like yourself and then anything outside or lack thereof. Oh, I had not. Oh, my God. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's it's too it's too I think I think um they changed it I think they changed it on Google too. Um which they should have if they didn't. Yeah. Furiously types to do research. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> Hello? Can can you tell me Wikipedia if this is correct? Um also don't use Wikipedia, no. Um well, yeah, yeah, it's basically so they they've changed it a little bit where it's it it is not just being attracted to men and being attracted to women there is, there are people who are you know they identify as bisexual and they are like attracted to men and women um but there's also like bisexuality where you're attracted to groups that are you and then groups outside of outside of you basically um which is yeah more inclusive provides the space of like you know the spectrums that exist within identity gender and and what you're attracted to for sure yeah, and that. it's I, it's it's really cool and honestly very very comforting cuz like that again that was kind of the first time I felt like a like label kind of fitted me. And I was like, "Oh, this is really nice. Okay, cool." And now I'm basically on platforms fighting for people who identify the same as me because I want to make sure that they're not going through the same stuff that I did kind of growing up. Um, and yeah. like educating themselves and knowing like the resources that are available to them. I actually just got sent a book called Greedy, which is so funny that you were like, bisexuals are greedy and it's about bisexuality and it's called Greedy. Oh, I need to, I need to be clear. I said that as a stereotype. Oh yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, no, Amp wasn't saying bisexuals are greedy. It was The slander. <laughs> Um, so bisexuals so it was a, are greedy. <laughs> it was a sorry. It was a book though about bisexuality with the the pretty much diffusing sorts of stereotypes like that. It sounds like right. Yeah, and like oh, okay. it's it's again it's bisexuality or it's uh, bisexuals making fun at a joke that people keep saying about us. Like that's the thing. It's like oh we're greedy. Okay, sure, we're greedy. Let's have fun. That's, Let's have a conversation about it. Easiest way to diffuse a hater is to literally call them out for their their hatred and then diffuse it with like jokes. I mean, take that power back, but like also representation's important. It fucking matters. Like, thank you for being a representation for for a number of of different identities and, and groups. Like, it's so weird to this day where I'm just like I still don't see it because we talked about like accomplishments mm. a little bit. You're like, do you know that you are like this and this? And I'm like. No, I don't. And sometimes I have to constantly remind myself and be like, hey, you are like you are providing a safe space or you are like fighting 
for the bisexuals out there or you're fighting for the queer black folk out there like you're you are someone who's you know doing the thing i was on a game show yesterday actually and someone was like oh i've met blizz on a panel before like i watched him on a panel and so it was really cool to be a part of this and like meet Aww. him for the first time i was like oh that was super sweet yeah, <laughs> people Aww. know people know i exist it's weird being told that you don't exist and then people are like hey you exist and i see you and i'm like okay <laughs> oh, oh okay <laughs> like okay i've been invisible forever how do you see me right now well, I mean, I can't see you right now. Your, your camera's not on, but I can true. hear you. I can hear you. That is, um, and that so is can true. everyone else. So as we actually do have to kind of get into the, the the closing of today's episode, Blizz, um, I would be curious to know what is the most rewarding experience that you've had as a content creator? Most rewarding experience? Um cultivating such a amazing community that is supportive and also feral <laughs> but also down to learn and educate themselves or learn alongside with the streamer has been really nice i've learned a lot about people everyone's so hacking complex and have multiple different identities about them or um maybe use pronouns that I don't know a lot about. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just educate myself about it. But having that type of open space where it's okay to learn, it's okay to ask questions. That's super cool. It's such an amazing experience. If you would have told uh, Blizz like two years ago, hey, you're going to create a community that's going to love arson and MLMs, which isn't men loving men. We have men loving men, but uh, multi-level marketing schemes. But also yeah. like just educating about like just weird topics or like topics about just being a marginalized creator in general i think two years ago blizz would be very shocked being like what did you do <laughs> how did you do that oh would you give okay i swear this is the last question what what would be like your one advice for yourself like back in the day um so i posted a tiktok about this it was real sad um <laughs> no, <I'm so> <laughs> I would, no no no. it's it's good i would tell younger me first i would want to fight younger me um and then i would tell younger me i promise you everything will be okay oh because that's that's all you needed to hear it my therapist told me I needed someone like me when I was 16. So me now, if I saw me now, sorry, if 16 year old me saw me now, I think that would have been really good for him. But I didn't have that type of resource around me. So I became that resource. Hopefully it'd be a resource for other people. So. Not hopefully. I think you are, but I, I love, I love that. And, and sometimes, and I think a lot of content creators come from this space of like, I just wanted to make something that, that resonated with me, that, you know, made me feel valid, that made other people feel valid and just me existing. And I think that you do a really, really good job of that. Oh, thank you so much. That's super sweet. No, you're, of course. It, it, I, I wholeheartedly mean that with an H. After this podcast, Amp's going to yell at me. Probably. Um, but oh, that yeah. means that we have wow. to end the podcast. Blizz, um, I have had such a lovely conversation with you. Not that I'm surprised. Like, um, this felt like just was... a normal conversation between us, I'll be honest. Honestly, honestly, even though we weren't playing Fortnite, it felt like we were playing Fortnite. So Yeah. <laughs> People want to see you playing Fortnite, possibly in the future, Blizz. Uh, where can they find you? What are your what are your socials? What's your call to action? This is your last chance to to get your MLM out here. Okay. Um, hey, do you want to make your own money from your own house? No. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi my, again, my name is Blizzbear, pronouns he, him. You could find me on all socials uh, under Blizzbear with a three instead of an E. Um, I, have, I have a fun little rhyme with that. Uh, but I'm on like TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube. I'm basically everywhere except Facebook. So don't try to look yeah, up me no on Facebook because I deleted yeah. it. And yeah. 
but yeah, come hit me up on either like Twitter or Twitch. Uh, the Twitch community will happily take you in. We are lovely folks who are always down to have a good time, be feral, and also just, I don't know, be wholesome together. I love that. Well, Blizz, thank you again so much for taking the time, just having a nice little coffee chat with me. Um, again, you can find me everywhere at PupAmp or PupAmp.com. Uh, what's your safe word is a podcast you're listening to. I don't know how you're listening to it if you didn't know what it was called. Uh, but we also have what's the safe word on pretty much everywhere. Twitch, YouTube, unfortunately Facebook, but that's because, you know, uh, Facebook. <laughs> oh, you're and, on Facebook? Well, I mean, daddy helps with that. Like daddy likes Facebook. <laughs> I don't, I literally never check my Facebook. And I hate when people send me messages on Messenger because I don't use it. And just text me. <laughs> But that's beside the point. This has been What's Your Safe Word. Uh, don't forget to leave those likes, comments, and reviews in wherever you're listening. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Oh, okay, so now here's the outro card. Now you can be honest. You can say all the bad things. You can you can tell me how much you hated this. I started waving when you were waving. I was like, <laughs> I'm, not on, I'm not on video. I'm Can't still waking up. Also, I'm sorry for the rambles um, here and there. What do you mean? I don't it's know. A podcast. It's a, no, a that's podcast. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, oh, this just felt like a normal conversation. Halfway through, I forgot that um, I was we were recording it. until I started. Because I was going to say, what the hell? Or something like that. But I said heck instead. Because I was like, I don't know the language Liz, for this. I, this is an adult thing. Like, we're such I know. We're adults here. <laughs>